up. We did it. Oh, the hey, hey is that as well. Hey, hello. Hey, that hi, one hello. As well. Two as well, also. What? In addition. Um, I don't know. How are you? Pretty good. I'm pretty sunburned. I went to a fair. Mm. I mean, but good for you. Live your life. I Go out some, and do things I safely and disgustingly fried food and saw some pig races and that's all I really needed. So it's what you deserve. Yeah, it's what you deserve. Thanks. Um, this is crime culture. Yep, that's Haley. Yep, I am Caitlin. Um, gonna try to keep the banter to a minimum. To- Can I just? Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not because here's the thing. Um, there are a lot of other podcasts out there that if you don't like banter and you want someone to read an audiobook to you, um, you can go ahead and listen to that. And if you don't, I, I we make the podcast that we like to listen to and there are, there's no, uh, faking that, uh, we're influenced by a lot of other podcasts that do a similar type of thing that I want to the cops are coming. I want to... Um, she wants to murder. <laughs> well, you said you saw pig races earlier. I mean, this I is just part two. But it's just like... Uh, I don't want someone to read a Wikipedia page to me and in like a scary voice and then sure, have like that, we can do that be a thing. So obviously anybody who is not interested in listening to our podcast is not listening to this. So this is null and void but um yeah it's just it's the year of not yucking somebody else's yum so true like true just uh take a a a note from uh uh book of mormon the musical not the actual book of mormon very much looking forward to seeing how this works okay (laughs) i was like where where how is she bringing this into the into the conversation all right just like um, I'm not here to just be spooky. It's true. I don't I know just, if that picked up on the mic, but Michael just We have a lot of background noise murder. this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and banter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I don't I'm not interested in somebody like reading me a novel. So It's true. Yeah, it's it's we like to keep things conversational. And I think that it also um, can be said that that part of that, too, is like we like to or I'm I'm speaking for us here. I don't mean to if you feel differently, you, you obviously go ahead to, and say yes. that. But like to get to, to be involved in our listeners lives in a healthy way. Um, like yeah, you're more articulate like than I put it. Doing. But yeah, that's it. We like to hear how you're doing. We like to tell you how we're doing because it's like, we, like Haley said, like we don't want to just like, like anybody can just read a Wikipedia page. Not that we're only getting our sources from Wikipedia, but anybody can just read that. But I think that we like to treat this as a conversation and you are part of that conversation. Um, you're our friends, we're your friends. And so this is just a convo amongst friends. Um but yeah, yeah. You're, you're much better at articulating that than than I am. But yeah, pretty much all of that. It's just that there's a lot of complaint about like, oh, this is a banter podcast. It's like, yeah, 
Yeah, it is. I mean, we get to the point, I think. I mean, and I'd like to, I'd like to also, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to complain. Um, I, I appreciate feedback. No, everybody yeah. that's listening to us right now, now are our me. friends. What did you do? So it's fine. Now they're coming for me though. Like, what is I don't that? know if any of these background noises are going to make it into the episode, but there's been constant police presence in the background of both yes. of our houses. Somebody went, hello, 911. I would like to report a crime. These two ladies are bantering and I want them to stop. Dude, I just um, watched <laughs> before we get into like the episode that we're going to be talking about. It's so you want to know about, by the way, uh, if yes. you've read the, the title. Um, and we'll explain but, that in a minute. But before that, I just started watching the Netflix docu-series web of lies like the the internet based mm-hmm. crimes and mm-hmm. the first episode is about swatting yo fuck, fucked. fuck that guy yeah oh my god yeah y'all like i and i i don't know about you but in my high school like there were kids that would be like i'm gonna swat you and blah 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 like if that's still a thing for our like younger listeners like maybe maybe don't never maybe ever don't. tell someone your address and also, yes. spoiler alert for that. Or tell somebody else's address. Yeah, Don't dox exactly. them. Be nice. Yeah, exactly. Never, that's, never that's reveal rude. your location. No, no. Never reveal, never reveal your location. Never go to a second location. Never, like, no. that's it. Um, but yeah, just to wrap this all up before we get into our business, our, once we're done with our little bit of housekeeping. I mean, this is more... Like I said, I'm open to criticism. I like to be told, like, hey, like, think about this from a different perspective i'm all about that but maybe just maybe if you're going to write a negative review on say apple podcasts um that's your right you can do that maybe just maybe don't write in the review that you've listened to five minutes of a podcast and decided you weren't going to like it and therefore wrote the negative review when our podcasts are maybe what hell an hour hour long yeah yeah maybe 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 just give it like the full 60 that's all i'm gonna that's all i'm gonna request or like, you wouldn't judge all. a book by its cover or none at all Turn like yeah off. if you ain't got nothing nice to say but yeah whatever and i guess similarly if you would like to do anything to mitigate these reviews you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify um hail 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 where else um, i don't know anywhere that you're listening i don't know half the places that people it. listen to the podcast so if there's a place where you can review it go for it yeah you are you are well within your right to do so even if it's just like a little tap of star or whatever it is that we do but guess what if you're gonna write a bad review we're still making the podcast so jokes on you i mean yeah but, but i don't want to i don't i don't even like to dwell on that dwell. because it's yeah. like it's like a bummer and we're already talking about a huge bummer. Yep. So let's just get into this. So to start all off, um, for those of you who may be new here, this is our So You Want to Know About series. And as part of this series, we pull our Patreon patrons at a certain level and we say to them, hey, what do y'all want to know about? And we do it based on a combination of popular headlines and then like messages and emails that we get saying like, hey, this thing is happening right now. Can you talk about it? And we'll go, let's see what the Patreon patrons say. So this was our pretty, pretty highly voted um, choice for this month. Uh, 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 There was a lot of interest from our patrons and we are talking about the Turpin family. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a say in next month's so you want to know about like feel free to click the link in our bio and check out our patreon 
But regardless, thank you to our listeners. Thank yes. you to our patrons for choosing this episode. It was a bummer, but I mean, it was interesting. I enjoyed learning about it um, yeah. until we got to certain points. But <laughs> we'll, we'll thank we'll we'll talk more about the Patreon and other like community things at the end, and we'll thank all of our patrons at the end. But yeah, now yeah. we're going to get into the episode, and this has been happening. This case has been happening for a little while but there are some recent things that have come about and some pop culture things so that's Mm -hmm. why we're talking about it today so we are talking about the turpin family and you're like who's the turpin family here's who they are oh i don't think they are like who's the turpin family this is apparently like an internationally known case yeah but like some people may only know the uh situation the the situation itself yeah we're gonna give a little bit of backstory before we get into the case itself and the updates so all right David Allen Turpin, who's the patriarch of the Turpin family, Mm -hmm. was born October 17th, 1961, and was formerly a computer engineer who graduated from Virginia Tech and worked for Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. And you may have Mm -hmm. heard those names before. They're very prominent military contractors for the U.S. government. Yes. Very spooky names. Very spooky names. Very spooky work. Yes. Um, He met his wife, Louise Ann Turpin, who was born Louise Ann Robinette, um, May 24th, 1968. They met at Princeton High School in Princeton, West Virginia. They married in Paris, Parisburg? Parisburg. It's Parisburg, Virginia. Okay. In uh, 1985, same as my parents. Uh, hey. David was 23 and Louise was, do your quick math, 16 years old. Ooh. Ooh. Not loving that. Yeah, that's not great. 16, uh, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Your brain's not done cooking yet. So maybe yes. don't get married at 16. If you did yes. and you're successful, good for you. But also but don't even, don't abuse your 13 children. But even, well, yes, absolutely. 100% on that, on board. But also, we've, we've said this before too. What does a 23-year-old see in a 16-year-old? Nothing good. Exactly. Like, I mean, just just don't. Just don't. No. You just can just don't. date. You can keep dating. Yeah, you could just keep doing that. Well, no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would keep dating, but in your own like age pool. Maybe. I would I would at least try to keep it to like Leonardo DiCaprio 18 level. Yeah. Or I mean, don't be a this is very timely for some of us. I don't know if Haley's going to know this one. Don't be a Wilmer Valderrama. Just don't do it. No, I don't. Don't do that. Uh Demi Lovato very quick TLDR. This is where the banter comes in. Um dropped a song called Finally 29 because she is now the age that Wilmer Valderrama was when he started grooming and dating her at 17. Oh. Yeah. Not cute. Not cute. Yeah. And oh. before anybody comes for me, um, I personally use interchangeable pronouns for Demi Lovato. They use she, they pronouns. Yeah. So. That, yeah, that was in the I news recently. She. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the news recently. The The headlines were kind of sensationalized because they made it seem like this oh, is a big thing. <laughs> well, no. Well, yes. But that Lovato went back to she, her pronouns. And that's not the case. It's she, they. So yeah. basically they answered either. But I just wanted to throw that in there before any Lovatics are like, hey, listen, that is what it's called. My sister was one and I was on the outskirts back in the, the like the aughts Mm, the naughties um anywho (laughs) so the turpins were pentecostal christians and they uh, notice i said were um Mm -hmm. and as part of their 
beliefs, uh, they were told to have numerous children because, quote, God called on them to do so, end quote. And uh, they had 10 daughters and three sons between 1988 and 2015. And after they left Christianity, the couple experimented with swinging. And that is uh, the only uh, information on that front that I got about that. I didn't. I don't remember reading that in the Bible. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, look too deeply into that. That's just an anecdote. This is an alleged. Maybe they got into swinging. I don't know. Um, but the Turpin family lived in Fort Worth, Texas until 1999 when they moved to the neighboring city of Rio Vista, which is about 41 miles or for our international listeners, 67 kilometers south of Fort Worth. When one of the Turpin daughters was in the third grade uh, at Crowley Independent School in the Crowley Independent School District in Texas, she was bullied for wearing the same clothes every day and smelling bad. But somehow nobody seemed to look into this. Um, yeah, yeah, like, wouldn't that be an indicator? Wouldn't somebody have a question? Yeah. Like, like oh, this kid smells. Everybody's ever, like, when you're a teacher, like, you know who's being picked on. You're not, it's not like you're keeping track of, like, I don't know, sheep. Yeah, like, and also this is the third grade. It's not like they're, like, hormonal teenagers deciding not to wear yeah. deodorant. No, this is, like, a, a very young child. Yeah, and if these kids are noticing it, like, it clearly, like, the teacher is at the very least noticing the kids are talking about it. Yeah. Um, but in June 2001, deputies from the Hill County, Texas Sheriff's Department insist, uh, visited the Turpin home after a four-year-old girl was bitten by their border collie. And they visited again in February 2003 after the Turpin's pigs got loose and ate 55 pounds of the neighbor's dog food. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but these were the only two times that the authorities interacted with the family. Oh, wow. At the time. Yeah. Love that. In Great. 2007, the Turpin parents moved 10 of their children into an isolated trailer on their property. David and Louise took the two youngest and left the rest of the children to fend for themselves, bringing groceries oh on a weekly basis, but not enough to feed everybody. One of their daughters, Jordan Turpin, who we'll talk a lot more about later, was six at the time and stated, quote, there was a lot of starving, end quote. She mm. said that she had also resorted to eating, quote, ketchup or mustard or ice, end quote. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we'll talk about um, the condition of all of the children um, when the abuse was discovered because uh, malnourishment will be a huge factor in that. Um, but in June 2010... The family house was allegedly being foreclosed upon and David Turpin's job with Northrop Grumman was relocated to California. So the family moved to a two-story home on St. Honor Drive in Murrieta, California? Murrieta. Murrieta, California. It's about 80 miles or 129 kilometers southeast of Los Angeles. It's like and, an hour from me. I know where it is. I've got a friend who used to live there. That's a Like, wild. I've been there. Yeah. I have... I have been there yeah that's this this entire like up to this point like i have been to all these places like i know where these places are i can like drive to them yeah yeah if you've seen With any ease. of the the footage because obviously there was tons of footage once the house was discovered blah 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 blah. uh it's in like one of those like developments where all the houses kind of like look the same like it looks like a nice area yeah yeah it's it's um it's a nice area it's just it's it's very, in my, from my 
purview, it can be pretty conservative. That entire area is pretty okay. like they would fit in, for example, with like the whole not not in terms of being religious zealots, so to speak, but like just because of what is assumed, therefore with it. Yeah. It, but I mean, it's a nice area. It's pretty. They've got hot springs. It's like um, it's multiple states away, but it does remind me of the same kind of uh, like neighborhood that um, the Watts family lived in. Yeah. Like seeing yeah. like seeing the footage from like their house. It like kind like it could be interchanged with with this right. case as well. It's like crazy. It's one of those neighborhoods like you never would have expected it happened here. It's like yeah, that's yeah, that's that's every neighborhood. Yeah, but that's that's actually a great way to describe it for Marietta. Is it's not something that you would have expected to have happened. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, I think that that's you never would have expected this to happen anywhere. Yeah, um, you but, would hope that this would never happen anywhere because it's fucking. Fuck unacceptable that. yeah yeah uh but after the family left the rio vista property the one in texas neighbors mm-hmm. found feces and beds with ropes tied to them inside the house along with dead cats and piles of garbage oh my god yeah so we're gonna get into a little bit descriptions of like the conditions of the house uh it's not great you uh, you can skip ahead if um if you're triggered by uh, depictions of abuse and stuff this episode again probably, i can't skip ahead this episode's also probably not good for anybody that uh has trouble with depictions of uh abuse because especially abuse of children because that is what this whole case is about so yeah. dip out if you uh feel uncomfortable at any point but yeah um one of the family's neighbors shelly vineyard who lived across the street told soledad o'brien quote uh, we opened the door and dogs came flying out. They had been living off the trash and dirty diapers that they'd left in the house to eat, end quote. Her husband, Ugh. Ricky, also revealed to People Magazine, quote, one of the girls escaped and I was told the police returned her. One of the girls did try to run away. It was probably three or four years after they moved in. They moved out of the brick house because the family had trashed it so bad it was unlivable. They had left pets in there that starved to death. We found a dead dog and a dead cat in that house. The kitchen just looked horrible. There were dirty diapers piled waist high. Yeah. Their daughter, Ashley, also recalled that the home was a total mess, telling O'Brien, quote, the living room was set up like a makeshift school with a broken chalkboard set against it. And there wasn't like crayons. There wasn't coloring books. There wasn't toys. It was just filth and trash. The carpet had been ripped up and plywood had been laid down. And you can see even the plywood was stained and gross. The bedrooms where the kids were living, uh, the kids were clearly living, were set up, I guess, like bunks, just like barracks. One bunk bed right after the other, right after the other. And in the other room, it was the same way. End quote. That's, first of all, that's horrific. But also the part about the makeshift school and everything, that also makes sense because it it one of the things that david turpin in addition to working for um northrop um oh that was fun i just blew directly onto my mic that was expected um northrop grumman was he also like as part of his not resume but you know what i mean was that he was the principal of the private sandcastle day school which was literally like them homeschooling their kids it's like the equivalent of a mom being like ceo of the home on facebook yeah and we'll talk about the quote-unquote homeschooling uh a little later on 
but uh, oh, there sorry, wasn't a lot of to... no it's all right there wasn't a lot of schooling happening no uh and you could probably tell by that depiction too just having one chalkboard and like no other uh things to teach yeah yeah and th- well, i and think I mean, that, the environment yeah exactly how can anyone learn in that environment and it also just speaks to the growing isolation of mm-hmm. the children and like mm-hmm. keeping them at like maybe maybe something did happen from the school maybe somebody did call home when uh when one of the daughters uh was getting bullied for wearing the same clothes and smelling and maybe somebody said something and maybe that's when they got pulled out of school yeah. because at some point they were being homeschooled right so i don't know at what point i don't have i we're honestly at this point we're waiting for one of them to write a, a memoir because mm-hmm. you know that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is just going to be a rough one to try to get through. I read the uh, the um, memoirs of the Cleveland kidnappings, the Ariel Castro kidnappings. Oh, Lord, what they went through. Yeah. And we'll do an yeah. episode on it, but wow, it's rough. Right. All yeah. these cases like this are just insane. Um, so... Uh, as in Texas, the Turpins' neighbors in California rarely interacted with the family or saw the children. The eldest Turpin's son, Joshua, eventually enrolled in Mount San Jacinto Community College? Jacinto. Jacinto. San Jacinto. You got it. Um, That's the, those are the mountain ranges that Michael works in. Oh, very nice. Yes. Um, so he went to study computer engineering, but even then there was no escape from his parents controlling abusive behavior. Investigators said Louise Turpin would go to the campus with her son, wait outside one of the classrooms for him to finish his classes, and then immediately escort him home, which is not something that generally happens when you go to college. Yeah, like that's... And that's... nobody at the college says, I guess, like, Technically, if you're over 18 at that point, you're, like, legally an adult, so, like, you can't really do something. But that is something to be, something to raise eyebrows at, at That's least. something, th- yeah, but also there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I I don't want to, um, like, the perspective of, like, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get myself involved or I don't want to bother them or I don't want to like stick my nose where it doesn't belong. So people just don't say anything like it's, they just think that it's none of their business. And then when it becomes national news, suddenly it's their business. I mean, I would say if you were one of his classmates, just seeing that is not enough to like, really contact authorities about because like that's that's not it's not like you didn't see specific abuse but like yes had anybody in his classes talked to him did he reveal anything maybe like or did they say hey we noticed you're being followed by this crazy looking lady because if you haven't looked these people up um like oh my god she has troubling eyes she has troubling eyes he has a bowl cut that would make will buyers cry it's just a whole mess and they modeled their children after them it wasn't even like these are our children they wanted they didn't want children they wanted mini me's they wanted carbon copies um but yeah i think that very easily like somebody could have been like hey like this lady keeps following you like do you know her is this okay like yeah 
do you need me to call somebody and now like for him to be able to say yes or no that's another thing entirely yeah but yeah well one of um one of his students uh fellow students at the community college joe kermack um told the associated press that when he attended a musical performance at the school in may 2016 he remembered seeing the turpin family in the audience with them taking up almost half a row of seats and wearing matching outfits, blue shirts, and tan pants. At first, he thought it was a group of kids from another school who came to watch the performance, but as he looked more closely, he told the Associated Press, quote, I noticed that one girl was skinny from her, was skinny from her arm and pale, end quote. Um, in October, uh, sorry, October 29th, 2011, David and Louise Turpin renewed their wedding vows with an Elvis impersonator, Kent Ripley, at a Las Vegas chapel to celebrate their 26th wedding anniversary. These are photos. Uh, if you've seen anything about the case, you've probably seen these photos. Um, they're posted on pretty much any news site, any news uh, yeah. that was covering it, whatever. So the couple would go on to renew their vows at the same chapel with Ripley twice more. Once on September 2nd, 2013, during which all of the children were in attendance as either bridesmaids or groomsmen or flower girls and dressed in identical outfits. These are the photos, the pink plaid dresses with white tights and white Mary Janes for all the girls and black suits with red ties for all the boys. And <laughs> they had similar haircuts to their parents, like you had mentioned. And, uh, <laughs> They, the second time, or I guess this is the third time they renewed their vows was October 31st, 2015. Ripley later said that while David's weird haircut and the couple's large brood of kids was definitely memorable, because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Uh, it's what made him recognize um, later in the headlines and contact the authorities to provide what little information that he had. He saw nothing to indicate any abuse to the children or tensions between them and their parents, saying, quote, I definitely didn't want people to think I saw something and didn't say something, end quote. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, fair. But at the same time, like, I mean, in one of the, the videos that I saw, like, he's like almost gleefully like counting the kids in the video like one two three four at, like all the way up to 13. It's and, definitely unusual to have yeah. that many children. But well, it's and not... they're all dressed that way, and the kids are skinny and pale, and they're like, they don't look good. But again, which we're going to talk about um, once all of the uh, abuse was identified, um, lots of the kids were misidentified in ages because of how malnourished they were. So maybe, yeah. maybe he didn't even know how old they were and just thought they were a lot younger. Yeah, because, well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So... In 2014, the Turpins moved to a single-story home at 160 Muir Woods Road in Paris, California. It's Paris, about, yes. Yeah, that's where about, my hairdresser used to live. Hi, Hallie. Oh, really? Love you. Yes. No, literally. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I know these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about 70 miles or 113 kilometers southeast of Los Angeles. Neighbors reported that the children were silent unless spoken to. Quote, like children whose only defense was to be invisible. End quote. And another weird thing is they would, they said that they would skip rather than walk, which is a weird thing to mention, but sure. It, but it may, but it's a weird thing to like, imagine kids that don't walk everywhere. They skip everywhere. They've got those weird fucking haircuts. They got the weird unusual. fucking yeah. clothes on. They're dressed just like their parents. Didn't they also walk single file? Like, didn't they, or skip yeah, single yeah, yeah, file? Yeah. Hail, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's, all of it is very 
strange, strange yeah. to behold. Yeah. And uh, other neighbors said that they did appear to be mal- malnourished and pale. Uh, that yeah, just seems to be looking. it seems to be the through line that most people who saw them noticed how pale they were and they seemed to be malnourished. Yeah. And though the family continued to distance themselves and rarely interact with their neighbors as they had at previous residences, they did participate in a community holiday decorating contest in December 2016, building a nativity scene in their front yard. And David and Louise Turpin were present with five of their children when the contest winners were announced. In an interview. Yeah, right. (laughs) In an interview with NBC News, Teresa Ravenette, one of Louise's sisters, later said that David and Louise refused to let her see the children and she had been concerned about the children's weight, saying, quote, I always made comments to Louise when I did talk to her about, gosh, they're so skinny. And she would laugh it off and say, well, David is so tall and lanky, they're going to be like him, end quote. Um, But Louise's aunt said that the family pictures posted on Facebook made her think that they're, quote, one big happy family, end quote. Mm. Which is, I think, one of the most disturbing things about this case is the fact that they, for the most part, didn't really seem to try to hide them. Yeah. Like, hide what was going on. It could be, it was very noticeable how malnourished and pale they were. And they took photos of all the kids. They posted them on Facebook. They took them out to their vow renewal. They were there when contest winners were announced like this. They're not like she's keeping the like they're keeping them from family and like moving them around a lot, but not keeping them under lock and key like would happen in a little bit. But well, and I think it it's it's a different kind of isolation because they also, for lack of a better word, groomed these kids into not speaking to other people yeah so so they probably felt that they had that freedom a little bit of being able to like go out or whatever because if the kids aren't saying anything and they're not taking them all out at once and they're being homeschooled they're not really interacting with anybody like they are being kept inside for a very long time yeah it's It's just it's similar with um a couple of the other like kidnapping cases that we've talked about that it gets to a certain point where the captor is like, well, I have broken your spirit so much that if I take you outside and there's other people there, you're not going to say anything. Yeah. Like, like the neighbor Ricky Vineyard said, like one of the kids did try to run away, but they just kept bringing her back. So eventually she's going to give up. Yeah. And then, of course, they're going to go to Disneyland and they're going to go to vow renewals and they're going to like go to the nativity thing or whatever. Well, let's talk about Disneyland. So, like we said, the children didn't spend all of their time in captivity. There were photos that came out of the parents and all 13 of the children. By the way, how did they fucking pay for this? Uh, Disney is like a trillion dollars for like one person to get in. It's it's literally, I think, because Michael surprised me for my 25th, which was in the before times. And I think it was like 250 just for the tickets. And we only did like the main park. We didn't go to California Adventure, but we still ate. Yeah. And it was 250 before that. And we had to drive there. And like, I mean, we're closer than they were. Yeah. The, Disneyland still, is in Anaheim, California. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So they took all 13 of the kids in Disneyland. The boys and girls were dressed in matching Disney t-shirts. David and Louise 
were like huge Disney fans, loved Disney and the parks. Oh, of course, and they, had they were van- Disney adults. Right. They had vanity plates uh, on two of their cars that were D-Land and DL Forever. Those are their vanity plates. I'm not saying that all Disney adults are going to like capture their children and abuse them and hold them captive and make them dress horrendously. But like, hey, hey, this this factor is year. The year of don't yuck somebody else's yum. If you're a I'm Disney adult, yucking. you can enjoy I am Disney saying as an adult. It, 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 it's was not he a like... Nazi th- sympathizer? Yes, he was. But we're oh, gonna that's that. news. We got to talk about that. Disney, um, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I'm, I'll, I'll write that down. Um, no, I'm just more like, like, you don't hear, oh, they were huge Disney. Like, it goes along with the kind of, like, we want our child to stay little and young forever and always sort of vibe. That, like, I of guess. course, they're all going to be, like, super into Disneyland. It's a childish thing. Like, they want their children to stay yeah, I guess. children. Uh, but David and Louise had been planning to move the family to Oklahoma at the time of their arrest, which we're about to get into. One of their children, Jordan Turpin, overheard her parents speaking about the move and decided it was time to call the police. And here is where um, we get into some of the details that if you've been kind of following the case, you'll probably know um, Mm -hmm. a bunch of this is the escape. So Mm -hmm. by the time of the escape, the Turpin children had been planning something uh, for more than two years, it was said. In 2016, Jordan Turpin had stolen one of her parents' cell phones and discovered Justin Bieber. She said, quote, I don't know where I would be. If, I don't know where we would be if we didn't watch Justin Bieber, end quote. Uh, she said, quote, I started realizing that there was a different world out there. I wanted to experience that, end quote. And so Jordan Turpin continued to surreptitiously take her parents' phone. Probably yes. the only time that somebody can ever be like, I am thankful for Justin Bieber. I don't, I think that that's probably the first time that anybody has ever said, thank God for Justin Bieber. Yeah. Right. That's wild. Like we all remember the Anne Frank incident. I I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. Like this is, this is the other side. This is the other extreme. Yeah. Just Um, damn. She eventually started posting on social media platforms herself and began communicating with other people. One user asked her why she was always awake at night and never left the house. She said, quote, I did tell him that I didn't really go to school and wasn't allowed to go in the backyard or the front yard, and I'm always kept inside. And I told him how we eat and how we're not allowed to get out of bed. He said, he, he was like, this isn't right. You should call the cops, end quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, then one of Jordan's siblings told their mother about her contact with the outside world. Louise Turpin responded by violently choking her daughter. It was ultimately the last straw for Jordan, who began hatching this plan to escape and kind of getting some of her siblings to help with this. Um, She said, quote, I thought I was going to die that day. After the whole day happened, I kept having nightmares that she was going to kill me, end quote. Oh, my God. Um, She and her older sister, Jennifer Turpin, tried uh, Jennifer Turpin tried to draw a map of the neighborhood. It was mm-hmm. fairly primitive, as neither of them had spent much time outside. Mm-hmm. Um, since one of their brothers secretly watched cops on television, however, he informed them that calling 911 would alert the police. So this is the level we're talking about. They needed to be told to call 911 yeah. to access the police. Um, even if your child is small, 
they should know their address and be able to kind of locate their house within the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Address and, and phone number. Yeah. And or these a parent's ki- number. Yeah. These kids are 17. Like, Jordan was 17. Um, had older siblings up to 29. Should know these in- this information. Yeah. Bare minimum for survival. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, but about 6 a.m. on January 14th, 2018, Jordan and one of her younger sisters made their escape. They propped pillows up under their blankets to make it look like they were sleeping and packed a small bag. They left the house through a window and were immediately struck by their situation. In a 2020 interview with Diane Sawyer, Jordan said, quote, I was actually on the road because I didn't know about the sidewalks. You're supposed to be on the sidewalk, but I never been out there, end quote. The younger girl, who was 13, became frightened and turned back. But Jordan, who was 17, like I said, got Mm -hmm. some distance away and called 911 on a deactivated cell phone that she had brought with her. I think uh, one article I I had read said that she had taken it from her brother who had this secret phone. So Mm. she wasn't the only one who had she wasn't the only sibling who had like kind of a secret life. One of her brothers secretly watched cops. Another one like kind of knew the neighborhood like they were all at a point where this was going to blow up one way or another because they're starting to realize their situation and be like, this is not right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about like parents who want their kids to stay children and in their control forever. Like eventually, whether you like it or not, they grow up. You can either grow with them or you can do what these fuckers did. Those are two like obviously like very extreme differences, but It's just, there's no way of keeping somebody 100% like isolated like that. Keeping a child, children are naturally curious. So, like, just like the motive behind doing this is like, why? why? Yeah. Why? You don't even, it doesn't seem like you really have the resources to take care of all these kids if they're growing up in waist high diapers, like, and, some of them have to resort to eating ice and mustard. Like, why? I don't get mm-hmm. it, but I'll never get it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Jordan uh, said, quote, I was so scared. I was trying to dial 911, but I couldn't even get my thumb to press the buttons because I was shaking so bad. I was telling them everything. We didn't go to school. We live in filth, how we starve, because I had to make sure that if I left, we wouldn't go back, end quote. Mm-hmm. In the 20 minute 911 call, she told the dispatcher that her 12 siblings and she, ages 2 to 29, were held captive. She said her siblings were being abused by their parents and the smell of the house was so bad that sometimes she could barely breathe. She told the dispatcher, quote, I just ran away from home. We have and we have abusing parents. They hit us. They like to throw us across the room. They pull out our hair. They yank out our hair. My two little sisters are now chained up, end quote. Uh. When the first police officer arrived, Jordan showed him photos of the conditions inside the house, which A plus, good for her. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she was able to do all of this. Mm -hmm. Later that day, about 9 p.m., deputies of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department raided the house, stated that they were there for a welfare check. Mm -hmm. Louise and David answered the door. The Sheriff's Department said that Louise was, quote, perplexed as to why they were at the residence, end quote. Can imagine being that uh, obtuse. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, inside, they encountered a house reeking of human excrement, decaying garbage, 
dead pets, and moldy food, with every surface covered in trash. Later, they found the other 12 children. One had been shackled to the bed for weeks and appeared that two others had been shackled until just before the officers arrived. Children were found with bruises on their arms, appearing frail and caked with dirt. The children were so malnourished, like we had mentioned multiple times before, the Mm -hmm. deputies thought that they were all under 18 years old, when in fact, seven were over 18. Yeah. The house contained hundreds of journals written by the children about their lives, which if they ever publish even an excerpt of that, I don't even Mm -hmm. know if I'll have the stomach to read it. Yeah, I don't know that I could ever. These kids went through literal absolute hell. Yeah. Yeah. For years, the parents had imprisoned, beaten, and strangled their children, allowing them to eat just once per day and shower once per year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jordan Turpin recalled spending most of her life in a bedroom with two of her younger sisters who were chained up for months on end. When they were fed, the Turpin family children were given peanut butter sandwiches or chips and frozen burritos. Pleading for more was punishable by beatings with belts or slams against the wall. The older children appeared much younger because of malnourishment. The 29-year-old weighed just 82 pounds, which is 37 kilograms. Yeah. Uh, The 11-year-old child had an arm circumference equivalent to a four-month-old baby. (gasps) Yeah. Some appeared to lack basic knowledge of the world. For example, being unfamiliar with what medicine and police were. I want to clarify just now when I said that's fucking gross. I meant that's gross for you to treat your children like this. Not that the child's malnourishment. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I just I felt the need. I was like, oh, mm." but yeah, yeah, no, that's like it's it's horrific. And the fact that this like this all blew up. What did we say that she escaped? 2018. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is happening in the world currently. Yeah. Yeah. Unacceptable. This literally like just happened. Yeah. This all this all happened literally like I'm not even kidding because when Michael and I were moving out to California, like like I've mentioned, like we're in like a similar area. This all happened literally like the month before we moved out here because like I remember not even necessarily like his his parents, but I remember just like parenty adults that we knew being like I think his parents might have also been concerned, but I remember people being like um hey aren't you moving there and i'm like well not specifically there we're gonna be like an hour away but like yeah yeah. we were talking about starting this podcast yeah no we had honey no we had started this podcast our first episode came out april 3rd 2018 yeah i thought you meant when she ran when she ran was january 2018 shit i'm thinking july We're not good Never at mind. Times. Scratch all of that. Scratch all of that. I, if anybody, if, so this is a good time, I think, Haley, to plug our secret Satan. And if anybody wants to do secret Satan and they get me, maybe get me a calendar. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Perfect. Just maybe. More, more about secret Satan at the end. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this, like we were talking about like doing this podcast when this went down. This is not the why of, like, why we made this podcast. No. But, yeah, that's but, how long like, ago it was. Yeah. That's around when it happened. Like, just, lordy. So, all 13 children were immediately transported to local hospitals, with the six youngest children being taken to Riverside University Medical Center in Moreno Valley, California, and mm-hmm. the seven adult siblings taken to Corona Regional Medical Center in Corona, California. Yeah, why they split them up, I don't know. But 
I'm assuming because it's not for me to decide. Yeah, I'm assuming because um, Riverside University met like that they had a uh, either a children's ward or a better children's ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I know both of these. I literally lived next to Moval, and I worked for quite some time next to Corona. Like again, my fucking backyard. Yeah, right. Um, So meanwhile, the family's two female one-year-old pups, one of whom was named Fluffy. Oh, Fluffy. We're not only healthy among being removed from the house alongside the Turpin children, but someone had actually fed them and cared for them and taken the time to train them with a Paris animal control officer saying, quote, the animals, one white and one black, appear to be healthy and friendly and are leash trained, end quote. So, I mean, we've talked about this for about 45 minutes now. Uh, they, the Turpin family didn't have a good history with pets. No, they found um, fucking dead animals in the house. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that these were healthy and uh, leash trained is still all the more heartbreaking that the children were chained up. Yeah. Um, but the, Mark, the, the dogs were treated better. And like, yeah, not right? that dogs shouldn't be treated very, very well because they're the goodest boys and girls. But, but like, you're going to chain up your children, whatever. So Mark yeah, the Uffer, disconnect. Uh, chief executive officer for Corona Regional Medical Center, told People Magazine, quote, they have undergone a horrible period in their life. As I have talked to the nurses, some are the same ages as some of these people. I think every one of us has a sense of how fortunate we are in our lives that we never have to, we never have had to endure what they have had to endure. It is mm-hmm. very sobering experience to see, end quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is uh, putting it very lightly that they have had a horrible period in their life. It seems like they've had a horrible life. Life. Period. Yeah. 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 Oh, I loved that. Yeah. Mastery of the English language. Oh, yeah. Corona Mayor uh, Karen Spie- Spiegel, Spiegel. Uh, told uh, who worked closely with the nurses caring for the siblings told people that. Uh, local supporters didn't refer to them as the Turpins because they didn't want to associate them with their parents. Instead, they were called the Magnificent 13. She said, quote, they are warm and loving kids, even though they're adults. We keep calling them kids. They just have some growing up to do. They're just behind, but they'll get through. End quote. Yeah. According to Jack Osborne, an attorney representing the adult Turpin siblings, the medical facilities help the older and younger kids stay connected via Skype. As the story continued to develop, the news shocked people around the country, all of us involved, mm-hmm. with about 20 people from across the U.S. even offering to take the seven adult children and six minors to keep them together. Meanwhile, Louise and David remained in custody unless bail could be posted, which was set at $9 million for Louise and $12 million for David. Not enough. Not enough. Even Not if enough. you make enough to take all 13 of your kids to Disneyland, I don't think you got that kind of scratch. Well, and, and they don't, but... That's the Caitlin part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like how Louise's family seemed unaware of what was going on in the Turpin home, David's family seemed similarly in the dark. Mm. In reaction to the news, James and Betty Turpin, David's parents, spoke to ABC News of their disbelief, saying they talked to David once or twice a month, though they had not visited their son or their grandchildren in four or five years, saying that Louise and David were very religious and kept having children because God called on them, like we had said. Yeah. They said the last time they saw the family, the kids, uh, quote, looked thin, end quote, but seemed to be, quote, a happy family, end quote. 
Louisa's yeah. side of the family seemed similarly in the dark. In addition to what her sister, Robinette, told NBC News, Billy uh, Lambert, Louisa's half-brother, told People Magazine that he had not seen his nieces and nephews in years. And while he had noticed social awkwardness in some of them, there weren't any warning signs saying, quote, anytime I saw them, I never saw David raise his voice. I never saw him or Louise get angry. It seemed like they were the perfect little family. Little being an understatement. Uh, yeah. They always went out to Six Flags or Disneyland. We thought, wow, this is nice. To us, it seemed normal. End quote. And I mean, I guess. Because they were outwardly like posting on social media and stuff that they were going out to Disneyland and Vegas and all that stuff. But still, no one noticed anything. Seems a little weird. And nobody was like, hey, like, I want to see my grandkids. Like, yeah. Or like the ones that are over 18. Why can't they come visit us? Yeah. Like, like. It was never I, mentioned. I don't know. It just I don't seems understand so. The, it doesn't yeah. seem. It doesn't seem normal to me. No. It, no. I mean, like, everyone I lives mean, different lives, but that's. I find that peculiar. Yeah. But anyway, so the case is considered quote extraordinary for numerous reasons end quote, including the fact that abuse was inflicted on multiple children by both parents and the calculated and syst- systemic nature of the abuse and torture. So. Like I had said before, we're getting into the pop culture section. The case mm-hmm. was so unprecedented and horrific that it quickly captivated uh, first the nation, then the world. And with all that public attention, media outlets, of course, wasted no time in covering the case more in depth. In April 2018, the very month of this podcast uh, oh. came to be, Oxygen aired a two-hour special called The Turpin 13 Family Secrets Exposed, which was hosted by journalist Soledad O'Brien, who we had quoted before, and gave mm-hmm. an in-depth look into the case. It has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 79% on Google, and you could watch it with a premium subscription on Hulu or rent it pretty much anywhere. And have you seen it? I have not. I have. That's the one I haven't. I saw the 2020 because it was like literally our entire city was like, we need to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just did it as a group. It really was. It was just like as a group because yeah. that's first of all, I I am surrounded by like older nosy Nellies, but like that's just again, everybody was like, Oh my god, this is right in our backyard. Yeah. Um I think I wanna say that I watched it on Hulu and I don't have a premium subscription. So I yeah, I maybe, think you can. Maybe if you have Hulu, look into it. But um it's yeah, the Turpin thirteen family secrets exposed crazy stuff but uh that was the first thing that came out so the following year in 2019 the series evil lives here featured the case on the eighth episode of the sixth season titled my twisted sister the episode is told from the perspective of louise turpin's sister elizabeth flores Mm -hmm. it has a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb and you can watch it on discovery plus Fubo TV, F-U-B-O TV. Fubo TV. Or a premium subscription of Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime Video, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can rent the episode on all the different streaming services like Apple TV and probably YouTube, that the one that you can rent shit from. Yeah. Um, but on November 19th, 2021, ABC aired a special as part of its 2020 series. It's season 45, episode seven. 
Uh, its title, Escape from a House of Horror, a Diane Sawyer special event. Um, and as the title would suggest, it's hosted by journalist Diane Sawyer and also features an interview with Jordan Turpin. Mm-hmm. The special, which to say the least is eye-opening, <laughs> and we're going to go into a little bit why. It has an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and you can watch it on Hulu or ABC. Uh, the case was also covered on the Dr. Oz show a couple of times, but rather than talk about that asshole, um, <laughs> we're going to take the time to remind any Pennsylvania listeners to let them know that your general election is on Tuesday, November 8th. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and the last day to register to vote is Monday, October 24th. Set your calendars. The last day to request a mail-in or absentee ballot is November 1st, and you have until 8 p.m. on November 8th for your county's board of elections to receive your ballot. And for anybody with an election coming up here in the U.S., there's a variety of credible resources that you can research the candidates and ballot propositions for your state and county, including uh, justfacts.votesmart.org. Is that, did I get that right? Yeah, it's called Vote Smart, but okay. it's just facts dot vote smart.org it was founded by like can you tell that i put this stuff in here um it was founded by like former president jimmy carter it's literally it's literally as bipartisan or uh, non-partisan non-partisan website that gives unbiased breakdown of political candidates and elected officials and uh ballotpedia.org is a self-described non-profit and non-partisan online uh political encyclopedia that covers federal state and local politics elections and public policy in the united states so check that out fuck dr oz um that is a crime culture statement yeah from us to you from us now do you want to talk about the updates in this case because some stuff has happened pretty like the case is recent but some stuff has happened even more recently no okay bye See you next Tuesday. Um, yes, I would like to, if that is okay. Okay. Um, so, first of all, on January 16th, 2018, Riverside County authorities held a press conference in Paris announcing that the 13 siblings had been removed from the home and that they'd been shackled and starved. And authorities said in their news release, quote, further investigation revealed several children shackled to their beds with chains and padlocks in dark and foul smelling surroundings. But the parents were unable to immediately provide a logical reason why their children were restrained in that manner. Deputies located what they believed to be 12 children inside the house, but were shocked to discover that seven of them were actually adults ranging in age 29, 18 to 29. The victims appeared to be malnourished and very dirty, end quote. That so is literally, two, it's literally like the setting of a horror movie. The setting of the horror movie, but also like that's a nail in the fucking coffin. Like you've, yeah. you've just like. There should never be a world this where wide you, open. You, there should never be a world where you restrain your children with chains and padlocks, but you couldn't even make something up. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to that. Like there's a, there was a lot of why there was a lot of people asking why. Yeah, Um, that's my whole thing with this case. Yeah. So two days after this press release um, or press conference, David and Louise Turpin pleaded pleaded not guilty in Riverside (laughs) County Superior Court to 12 counts of torture, 12 counts of false imprisonment, seven counts of abuse of a dependent adult and six counts of child abuse. And then David separately also pleaded not guilty to an additional charge of a lewd act on a child under 14 after one of his children 
um, as they as the authorities were becoming more aware of what was going on, one of the children's told the one of the children's one of the children told the authorities that he had sexually abused her starting around five years prior while the family was living in Marietta, saying he had removed her pants, put her in his lap, and tried to kiss her before suddenly uh. releasing her when he heard his wife approaching. Oh Lord. I mean, and I'm not justifying this and I'm not trying to blame the victim, but like, again, he at 23 pursued a 16 year old girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. Unfortunately, I am not surprised. This is not somebody who should have been around children ever. No, uh, neither of them should have. But um, Riverside County District Attorney Mike Hestron also held a press conference further detailing the abuse the children had endured at the hands of their parents, saying they were taunted with food, starved to the point that their growth had been stunted, beaten, choked, chained. After describing at length the nature of the alleged abuse, Hestron noted that it was only a, quote, snapshot, end quote, of the case thus far, saying it appeared, quote, no one outside the family noticed what was happening. What started out as neglect became severe, pervasive, prolonged child abuse. This is severe emotional, physical abuse. There is no way around that. This is a, this is depraved conduct, end quote. And when asked about a possible religious or cult-like motivation for the suspect's behavior, Hestron said, quote, not that I know, no, end quote. Hmm. So, actually, in February 2018, an attorney representing the older Turpin children told Palm Springs and Coachella Valley, California news outlet The Desert Sun that the siblings were doing well and that they were, over this, like, month-long period of being out of their parents' like clutches, they yep. were being exposed to normal activities, like watching Star Wars and Harry Potter for the first time, playing sports, eating lasagna, Aww. just, like, exactly, like, things that we consider to be, like... A given and mundane and they never got to yeah experience that um speaking to good morning britain nearly two months after the turpin's arrest louise's other sister elizabeth flores alleged that louise was so disconnected from reality while in jail she would go to visit her yeah that louise thought she was quote going to get out and we're going to play board games again end quote like the pair did as children she oh. also told dr oz that her sister appeared quote almost at peace end quote end quote in a daze, end quote, during a recent jail visit, saying, quote, she's not who I grew up with. Something's not clicking right in the head. Something's not right. It's all woe is me, end quote. Um, in another, in, in several other interviews, Flores also revealed that um, she alleged that her sister and she had been sexually abused and offered that up as a potential reason for why Louise at least took part in, mm. if not abused the children herself that she mm -hmm. was suffering from psychological damage from an equally damaging childhood um, and david turpin seems like he was probably pretty controlling uh at least over his children probably not also over his wife yeah like yeah i mean and even if he like beyond that again he married her when he was 23 and she was 16 that power imbalance does not go away when you are married just because it's still like you still view him as more powerful and more like for lack of a better word like adulty and also this is not us uh absolving louise turpin of any involvement obviously not no um it's just something to consider in looking into the case it, it's i wouldn't even go that far i think like we too like you and i also are desperate to know like what could have caused this and like we're just throwing things out like okay yeah. and then somebody said it could be this somebody said like again we'll get into more 
But, um, so... Yeah, this is going to be a longer one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercups. Um, while visiting David, uh, Flores said that he allegedly broke down in sobs, saying, quote, I was absolutely shocked. I am so glad that Louise asked me to see him. I needed that for me. When I went there, I immediately saw that he knew he had done wrong. He was remorseful. He cried the whole entire time. It wasn't fake. He kept saying, I wish I could tell you about what we've done, what happened. He had been advised not to, end quote. That was Louise's sister said that, right? Yes, Elizabeth oh, yeah, Flores. Yeah. But the why of this case wasn't, and spoiler alert, as far as far as today goes, as of today, never would be revealed. Like, yeah. There are some theories, and like I mentioned, the ones from Elizabeth or whatever, but then even professionals, like, got, for lack of a better word, like, got involved. I Um, don't think there's one single why. I think it is mm -hmm. several whys over many years stacked on top of each other. Yeah, and that's what a lot of these theories kind of essentially point to. For example, forensic psychologist David Cantor, who's an emeritus professor of investigative psychology at the University of Liverpool, or at least he was when he wrote this op-ed in The Independent, suggested that the parents were desperately trying to cling to an illusion of normalcy because of their financial struggles. Like you were talking about, like, how can they afford to, like, send the kids, like, go, like, take them to Disneyland and do all of this stuff? They couldn't. Um, Like, for example, when they started that homeschool that we were talking about, at that same time, David filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Like he was working at Northrop Grumman and then he had to file for bankruptcy. And in this whole, like basically this whole um, op-ed that Cantor talks about, like he just says that basically as their finances became more out of control they became like more desperate to handle this situation and they had had a ton of kids and that contributed to their financial like situation and that they just that as things got more out of control like mentally they got more out of control yeah everything just started to spiral yes and again these are not like factual reasons and this is not like trying to victim blame or anything like that it's just a case of there's to all these, out yeah why. there's all of these experts who are who are just as stumped as we are that are providing using their expertise um more information um in another there was a um an article that was published in january 2018 in time magazine and for example Priscilla Das Brailsford, who is a trauma psychologist and adjunct professor in the psychiatry department at Georgetown University said, quote, in my experience, there is usually a psychopathy in the parents. They're depressed, perhaps. They're bipolar. They're schizophrenic. Some of the parents themselves might even have been abused as children, though I say that warily because it's not an an excuse to abuse your own children, end quote. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Some of the parents themselves might have been abused as children, though I say that warily because it's not an excuse to abuse your own children. Yeah. All right. Now that we've got that cleared up, uh, David Finkelhor, which is a real name, he's a professor of sociology and the director of the Crimes Against Children Research Center at the University of New Hampshire. He suggested two other diagnostic profiles that might fit David and um, Louise Turpin. Delusional or paranoid states, which can lead to all kinds of 
abusive and irrational behavior. Um, and another idea was that it could be a misguided ideology. He said, quote, parents may tell themselves they're protecting their children from the corruption of an awful society or that children are evil and need to be chastised or brought into line, end quote. Um, he continu- He also pointed to continuing um, the financial struggles and that although David Turpin was making allegedly like $140,000 a year at yeah, Northrop North- Grumman. Northrop Grumman and Lockheed Martin are not like uh, minimum wage jobs. No, they are not. They're <laughs> Again, it's military and it's weapons type military shit. Yeah. Um, two very pricey fields. But um, that like when he was making 140K, that was in 2011, which is the same year that he filed for bankruptcy. And he said that he had debt from 100000 to $500,000. So Finkelhorst said, quote, he may have felt like this was the only way for the family to survive under the pressures that were being imposed on them by society, end quote. Um, and then as for uh, Louise, Finkelhorst suggested, quote, it may just be that she drank his Kool-Aid, end quote. Mm. Um, however, Which it others, wasn't Kool-Aid, it was Flavor-Aid, but I'll, it was, let them, I'll give them yes, a pass. Yes, we'll, we'll allow it. Um, at least it wasn't Tang. Um, but then Elizabeth Scouron, who was a professor, is a professor of counseling psychology and research, a research scientist at the University of Oregon's Prevention Science Institute. Um, she suggested, or not suggested, but she basically put the kibosh down on Louise like drinking the Kool-Aid in the sense that she said, quote, from what I can gather, they're both in this eyeball deep. It seems like they were mutually engaged in keeping their children held hostage, end Mm. quote. Um, And then she explained that one additional risk factor for either or both of them might be a state of what she called, quote, extreme threat sensitivity, end quote. And that is something that is often found psychologically in abusive parents, And Skyron explained, quote, they view the world through a lens of things that are threatening, that my child is more powerful than me. If I am in complete control, then I can calm down, end quote. So that's Mm. all just a whisper, a taste of what could have been going on in their in their fucking brains. Yeah, because we don't know. And I mean, I understand, like, yeah, like, David Turpin was advised not to talk about, like, what had been done and what had happened or whatever. But, like, yo, like, all right, you're in prison now. Like, you can tell us, like, at the very least, like, I think, and maybe they did explain to their children, but I think their kids deserve to know, like, why yeah. they would do such a thing to their children. Yeah. Um, But you don't always, unfortunately, get answers to that. Um, But... Moving on, in early March 2018, it came to light that videos that provided a brief glimpse into what it was like living in the Turpin home had reportedly been posted to a YouTube account made under an alias by Jordan Turpin. Mm -hmm. And the videos showed her singing songs that she said that she had written and interactions with the family's two dogs. But you can also see that there is, for example, like dirt smeared all over the walls or huge piles of clothing just dumped on the floor. Yeah. Like you can tell that it's not a great place to live. Yeah. Um, and in that same month, Osborne, the attorney for the adult Turpin children, told ABC that his clients had moved from the hospital to a home in an undisclosed location in rural California where they were to be reunited with the family's dogs and finally be able to make some decisions for themselves. Mm. Furthermore, Caleb Mason, another attorney for the seven adult siblings, told People Magazine, quote, they're all bright and articulate and incredibly eager to study. The thing they want more than anything else is an education, end quote. 
Mason also said that the first step would be obtaining their GED or a high school diploma, depending on their age, Mm -hmm. and that he was working with local university officials to, quote, put together an education plan for all of them, end quote, and that the siblings would, quote, for the most part, have not had any kind of formal schooling, end quote. Mm. He continued, quote, we are hoping that we can find them within the next couple of years sitting in a college campus taking notes like anybody else. They have the same spectrum of hopes and dreams and educational aspirations as any other group of young adults, end quote. Yeah. Which like, yeah, you've been it, it keeps calling to mind tangled like she's been locked in this tower. They've been locked in this house with no education as to the outside world or anything really at all. Yeah. Like. Of course, like you want to know, like, the, the, like there's this whole world out there and you've been told none of it. And you're like 30. They hadn't even seen Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. They hadn't even seen Harry Potter or eaten lasagna just, or eaten lasagna. I mean, it, it's it's but like it's just of course they like I would, too. I totally understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't totally understand. We never could. But like I can sympathize. Yeah. Um. So then a day after a photo of the two siblings in chains, like chained to the bed, there was a photo of that. Yeah. And a recording of Jordan's 911 call was brought before the Riverside County Superior Court during the Turpins's preliminary hearing on June 20th, 2018. So the next day, the judge declared that there was enough evidence for David and Louise Turpin to stand trial. And while the two awaited trial, the Turpin home in Paris was put up for auction on December 29th, 2018. And it was sold to a an, an, an unknown buyer on January 2nd, 2019 for $310,360, which we're in California. That ain't, that's, that's pretty cheap. Like, yeah. um, but also, do you want to live there? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, well, it's funny you say that because it ended up going back up for auction again, 10 days later, like it fell through. Yeah. And I tried my damnedest to... I don't know if you could hear that. Find out what actually happened? Yeah, no, but I don't know if you could hear that. Felix just fucking groaned. He's like, get on with it. (laughs) Um, Like, truly the loudest little kitty cat groan that I have ever heard in my entire life. Like he pays rent. Like he pays rent. And I mean, Felix, guess what? I've got news for you, Bubba. I I mean, I really, I I don't have shit to stand on, but you know. Um, but yeah, no, I tried to find out like what happened with the house, like whatever, whatever, like did anybody ever buy it? Like whatever happened, but I mean, understandably so like they, they kind of kept it, um, under wraps and you can't really go in there because it's a gated community. Yep. Like, so like there's like morbid, um, like tourism things and they're just like oh like don't go in like don't bother the people in the community like blah 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 it's not like a gated community it's like a community community yeah but i mean i if you look up the address on like apple maps or or not apple maps what is it like google street view like you can see the house the house is still as far as i can see standing yeah like it's just i don't know i don't know what's going on there i don't know if anything ever will come of it yeah but regardless so they they kept trying to get rid of the house and um pardon me i'm losing my 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 voice here um they kept trying to get rid of the house and then finally so about the same time osborne the attorney for the adult children told one of the attorneys for the adult children 
told NBC that the siblings were, quote, not bitter. They really take every day as it is as a gift, end quote. And Mm. so, again, this is about a year after they were set free. Yep. Um, He also said that the children, quote, came from a situation that seemed normal to them. And now they're in a new normal. And so I think they may spend a long time processing the two for really the first time they're able to make their own decisions and decide what they're going to eat. They decide where they're going to go, what they're going to study end quote like can you imagine like you can't yeah choose any of that and then suddenly you've got the like i mean that's got to be overwhelming but at the same time it's like i can't imagine like being told like every single like having every single aspect of your life dictated yeah it's also heartbreaking to hear that they came from a situation that seemed normal to them yeah. That normal was eating ice and being chained to a wall. Like, yeah, that, that everybody not bitter like for that. that experience. Maybe they will grow to be as they go through True. therapy and stuff. But yeah, it had only been wow. a year. Hopefully, hopefully they aren't bitter about it and can just move on with their lives and not have to think about this and not have this event dictate what the rest of their lives are going to be because yeah. i think that would that would release too much to their parents who didn't seem to really do too much for them mm-hmm. and hopefully that they can just take their lives into their own hands and this is now day one yeah. and they don't have to think about it anymore absolutely exactly so on february 22nd 2019 as part of a plea deal with prosecutors david and louise turpin pleaded guilty to 14 felonies one count of torture, four counts of false imprisonment, six counts of cruelty to a dependent adult, and three counts of willful child cruelty. During their sentencing hearing on April 19th, 2019, so the Turpin children were and continue to be identified as different Jane Doe's and John Doe's. Um, so Unless they of, come forward like Jordan did. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but one of the children who was only identified as Jane Doe number four said, quote, my parents took my whole life from me, but now I'm taking my life back. I'm a fighter, I'm strong, and I'm shooting through life like a rocket, end quote. Mm. Another child, one of their sons, identified only as John Doe number two, said, quote, I cannot describe in words what we went through growing up. Sometimes I still have nightmares of things that happened, such as my siblings being chained up or getting beaten. But that is the past, and this is now. I love my parents and have forgiven them for a lot of the things they did to us, end quote. Mm. Louise also took the opportunity to speak, tearfully telling the court, quote, I'm sorry for everything I've done to hurt my children, end quote, adding that she believed God has a special plan for each of them and that, quote, I love them more than they could ever imagine, end quote, which, you know, fucking they're just words. That's weird just way words. of showing it. Yeah. Yeah. David also broke down in tears as he tried to address the court to the point that he couldn't address the court. His attorney had to read his statement which in part read, quote, I never intended for any harm to come to my children. I'm glad we were able to resolve this case without my children having to testify. Your Honor, I thank God for all of my children. Each one is a blessing. I miss all of my children and I will be praying for them, end quote. Which like, fuck off. Just fuck off. Yeah, right you don't off. want your children to testify because you don't want all the truths to come out. Yeah. And like, just, just all of it. Like I will, I will, I, I, they're a blessing and I, I would never hurt them. And blah, like, I just, yeah, God, it comes, get the my, fuck out my of here. personal opinion is that those two are full of shit. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. 
Ultimately, David and Louise Turpin were sentenced to 25 years to life in prison, with experts speculating that they will never receive parole due to the severity of the crime, mm-hmm. despite, or therefore making them life sentences, effectively, yep. like, pretty much um there is some talk about like out here that people are concerned because there's like something to do with um granted i don't know the full details of it so forgive me but basically some older inmates can be let out on parole because of their age like they basically age into parole and people do have some concern that that could happen to them because again they were like in their like he was in like his mid fifties and she was in like her late forties, early fifties or early fifties when yeah. they got arrested. Yeah. So like, yeah, they're getting up in years, but like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And I mean, according to experts, they don't seem to think it's going to happen either. Uh-huh. Um, Louise is serving out her sentence in the central California women's facility in none other than Chowchilla, California. Listen to our episode on the Chowchilla bus kidnappings for uh-huh. more information about that town. Mm hmm. And David was originally sent to the Mule Creek State Prison in Ione, I believe it's pronounced, California, which is about 41 miles or 66 kilometers east of California's capital, Sacramento, before he was finally just sent to California State Prison Corcoran in Corcoran, California. Mm -hmm. And so it seemed that the Turpin kids lived happily ever after, with Riverside County Deputy District Attorney Kevin Beecham telling people about a year after their parents' conviction in April 2020 Quote, some of them are living independently, living in their own apartment and have jobs and are going to school. Some volunteer in the community. They go to church, end quote, and that one had even graduated from college. Wow. Yeah. However, the Turpin children didn't actually get that automatic happy ending that everybody was kind of rooting for for them. Yeah. Um, a 2021 investigation in conjunction with that 2020 special that aired last November ended up revealing that after their supposed rescue, some of the younger siblings spent years in foster homes where they allegedly went on to endure more abuse. That's um, literally unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, How it's, it's, could that have happened? Imagine being like, oh my God, yes, I've been saved. And you end up, it's like, it's like something out of like a shitty movie. Not a shitty movie, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's something out of a movie. Like thinking that yeah. you've been rescued and then finding out that like you you just fell right back into the situation y- yeah. into a, a same situation, different people. Yeah. Um. In one instance, for example, Jordan Turpin told Sawyer that she was released like on her own recognizance as an adult without yeah. warning from a foster home with no life skills, no plans for housing, no knowledge of how to get food or health care. None of it. They were just yeah. like, OK, get out. You're 18. Bye. Wow. And remember, she was 17 when she called the police yeah. so like and she didn't know how to walk on a sidewalk like exactly like you're just gonna throw her to the wolves like that yeah and not keep her with her siblings yeah and then one advocate for the fam- and don't forget the, all those families that were like we will take them in and yeah. make sure that they stay together so it's not like there wasn't a uh an offering or anything yeah exactly it. Uh, one advocate for the family also said that some of the older children had to resort to quote couch surfing end quote in some cases and that in at least one case another had been assaulted Mm. while some of the turpin children were being neglected by riverside county social services or they were homeless none of them were permitted to use the approximate six hundred thousand dollars that had been donated to them by various members like people all over the country all over the world joshua turpin who at the time was 29 years old during this um 2020 interview so like a like fully 
an adult. Yeah. Like the age of an adult. Yeah. Um, he told Sawyer that he couldn't access the funds to cover his transportation needs. And when he asked the county's deputy public guardian who was assigned to this case for help, he said, quote, she would tell me she would just tell me, just go Google it, end quote. And that, quote, I called the public guardian's office and she refused to let me request for a bike, end quote. What the fuck is the matter with these people? He's 20 fucking nine. Like, I yeah. mean, the control, it's all back. Yeah. So although they confirmed that the money was placed in a trust controlled by a court-appointed public guardian, county officials refused to provide ABC News with any information about the trusts, including, like, how much money had been distributed to the Turpin children, um, the justification for refusing some requests for financial assistance made on behalf of the children, and they just, like, every single time, they just cited court-ordered secrecy. Uh Uh-huh. Riverside County Executive Officer Jeff Van Wagenen released a statement that his office had hired a law firm run by former federal judge Stephen G. Larson to analyze the services provided to and the quality of care received by the Turpin children, saying, quote, the county of Riverside is committed to conducting a thorough and transparent review of the services provided to the Turpin siblings and to improve and strengthen the county's child welfare and dependent child systems, uh, dependent adult systems, end quote. Hmm. Um, Hold that thought. More on that later. Okay. Um, spoiler alert. You're not going to like it. Mike Hestron, so remember the Riverside County DA who prosecuted David and Louise Turpin, he also told Sawyer, quote, they have been victimized again by the system. They're living in squalor. They're living in crime-ridden neighborhoods. There's money for their education. They can't access it, end quote. He continued, quote, that is unimaginable to me that we could have the very worst case of child abuse that I've ever seen and then that we would not then be able to get it together to give them basic needs, end quote. And we're talking basic needs. They're not basic. They're they're not requesting like a pool in an aircraft hangar and like living in a mansion. They need they needed a bike. They needed somewhere to live. These people yeah. like some of these kids are homeless. Yeah. So in July 2022, so literally, like, I was going to say, yeah, no, it's still last month. It's I'm, I was trying to think of what day it's coming out. Um, today's episode is it's coming August. out. It's August still. So last month, the law firm that Riverside County hired to evaluate the quality of the Turpin children's care ended up putting together a 600 plus page report saying that some of the older children had suffered instances of quote housing instability and food insecurity as they transitioned to independence end quote Mm. and that the younger siblings were sent to live with foster parents who were spoiler alert later charged with child abuse oh my god days after the report was released just you know after they outlined exactly how social services had quote failed end quote the turpin siblings after again they escaped captivity from their abusive parents only yep. to be dropped into another abusive situation. On July 19th, 2022, two separate lawsuits were filed in Riverside County Superior Court by six of the Turpin siblings against Riverside County Child Net Youth and Family Services, Inc., Foster Family Network, and DOES 150, D-O-E-S, one mm-hmm. through five O, or hyphen five O. According to People Magazine, who obtained copies of these complaint uh, like complaints uh-huh. both of them alleged that the siblings were abused in a foster home after their supposed rescue from that exact torment and that the agencies were aware of the family's prior history of the foster family's prior history of alleged abuse and failed to act once they were alerted to the allegations of abuse by the turpin children allowing them to remain in the home for three years despite the kids saying hey we're being abused and you know what 
is absolutely insane. Did you think that this wasn't going to come out? This is one of the most high-profile cases of child abuse in the world. in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't think that more people would like? You didn't think that after they they uh, escaped that situation, that everyone would be like, "Oh, yay! Okay, next on to the next things." Like, no, people are going to be following this and care about these kids like, and these adults on this shit. And you don't think this is going to ever come up? Yeah, you can't be bothered. Like, forget. Like, they should be keeping an eye on obviously, like all of these cases. Yeah, it should just be like an eye on one. Yeah, it shouldn't just be a high profile case like this. It should be everyone, but obviously, that's asking too much because we have talked about multiple times that the system has failed. Yeah, I mean, this just seems. This seems like an actual fucking joke. (laughs) Like that they could be going through this. Like, I mean, again, like it, it brings me back to the gabriel fernandez case which i know i'm not going to force us to relive that absolute just horrific like i i I yeah if you don't know about it we did an episode on it it's horrible (laughs) i would say don't listen to it i was gonna say zero out of ten do not recommend but it gives the same it, it it just it's yeah. the same type of negligence. Yeah, you can say over and over again, there's abuse here, there's abuse here, there's abuse here. And is anyone going to do anything? Yeah. Yeah. So in both lawsuits, the kids are referred to, again, as Jane and John Doe's. And the foster parents the children were, that the children were placed with are in the suit only identified as Mr. and Mrs. O. Name them. Um, well, wait, we will. Um and they in the suit it says it said that they along with their adult daughter allegedly abused the children and again i feel like i I know we say this every time but i'm gonna say it again we use alleged only to like for legal reasons on our end not for legal reasons because we don't believe the victims or anything like that it's just that we have to like we literally like we have to use this otherwise like we could get in trouble and then there will be no more podcast and for some of you maybe that would be great because no more banter but for now um, I personally would like to not be sued. That's just kind of like a life goal of mine. Um, but anyway, so Mr. and Mrs. O allegedly abused the children alongside their adult daughter. Mm-hmm. So the suits claimed that child net was aware that the family was quote unfit to be foster parents end quote, because they had a quote prior history of physically and emotionally abusing children as well as severely uh, severely neglected children who had been in their care as to child net it had a financial motive to continue placing a large number of children in this foster home and thereby thereby strengthen its relationship with the county of riverside and it put that financial motive ahead of its responsibility to children end quote that literally wants that literally makes me want to light my hair on fire like they had a financial motive to place large amounts of children with known abusers. Just because they'd get money. Yeah. 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 So in an email to People, Sergeant Brandy Swan, public information officer to, for the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, confirmed that the foster parents' names are Marcelino and Rosa Olguin, O-L-G-U-I-N. Mm-hmm. And their daughter is Lenny's Olguin, L-E-N-N-Y-S, might be Lennis. 
and that the couple was arrested in November 2021 and faced multiple child abuse charges to which they have pleaded not guilty, and that, quote, all information and inquiries related to the Turpin children are referred to the Department of Public Social Services. As far as investigation in 2021, other than the public information related to the arrest of Marcelino Rosa and Lennis Algwin, we have nothing further to share, end quote. Mm-hmm. Love that for you. Good for you. You're such a stand-up official fucking brandy swan. I just, I can't. Anyway, so the, the the complaints allege that, quote, defendants were put on notice that Mr. and Mrs. O and their adult daughter were sexually, physically, and emotionally abusing and severely neglecting them. At least one of the plaintiffs had conversations with defendant's social workers in which she conveyed that information and asked for help, end quote. And while speaking to ABC News in the segment aired on Good Morning America, Elon, E-L-A-N, Zexter, or Zek, Zexer, Z-E-K-T-S-E-R. Okay. Well, he's one of the attorneys representing the siblings for the suit. And he said, quote, and while the kids were being f- abused further, the county closed their eyes, end quote. Which, like, yeah. yep. So, allegedly, Marcelino sexually abused multiple female siblings turpin siblings with the suit reporting both of the suits reporting that he was frequently quote grabbing and fondling end quote them and quote kissing them on the mouth end quote Mm. according to cbs los angeles he now faces charges of lewd acts on a minor age 14 or 15 lewd, lewd acts on a minor younger than 15 false imprisonment and willful child cruelty and that in addition to subjecting them to quote severe emotional abuse end quote all three of the algwins would pull the kids' hair, hit them with a belt, and were, quote, striking their heads, end quote. So again, it's, they're right back where they started. Yeah. At one point, the foster family even allegedly made the children, quote, sit in a circle and recount in detail the horrors that they had experienced while living with their biological parents, end quote, told them they were, quote, worthless, end quote, encouraged them to harm themselves, and forced them to eat excessive amounts of food to the point that they threw up one of the suits said quote after they began to vomit they forced them to eat their own vomit end quote and according to that suit the Olguins were arrested following a march 2021 investigation by the riverside county sheriff's department quote for lewd acts with a child inflicting injury on a child willful child cruelty and false imprisonment and the plaintiffs were removed from their home end quote that's i would say that this situation is even more depressing Mm -hmm. than what they originally went through because Mm -hmm. they were they were rescued they were on the news they were out of the situation they were saved they were saved like the world knew what had happened to them and then they were placed back in the situations like well how do i get out of this now like what if i escape this then what am i going to be sent to there's no good place to go yeah like i mean i hate to say it but it's almost like the devil you know versus the devil you don't like, yeah. I, I, I truly wonder, like, if they were stuck in this situation being like, I was better off with my parents. Like, I don't I don't think that. I mean, they might have thought that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they were sitting there thinking that. I, I mean, I don't believe that they I, they needed They're to be not. taken away. They, were go- they deserve to they, be somewhere they're loved and, and treated they were, well. With the malnourishment that they had been experiencing, some, one of them was going to die. Yeah. If they had not been taken out of that situation. So yeah. to be placed in this situation is just in like it's it's unfathomable yeah it's just it's it's beyond negligible it's just it's 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 so 
irresponsible and like fucking awful. And so then Zexter, Zex, Zex, Zexter? I'm, I'm not positive on the pronunciation, but their attorney, he said in a statement to people, quote, the Turpin 13 endured some of the most sickening child abuse this county of Riverside has ever seen. After these vulnerable children were freed, they were placed by the county through ChildNet into a known abusive foster home. It is beyond shocking that the county and ChildNet let these, ch- get, let these kids get horrifically abused once again. Our communities should be appalled, end yes. quote. Yes, uh, 100% agree. Should be are and at this point pretty much everybody shit their pants and started releasing statements brett lewis the director of development and communications at ChildNet youth and family services inc told people magazine quote at this time our organization is not at liberty to disclose facts or discuss the allegations made in the complaint we look forward to providing the facts that the i'm i'm stammering like he probably was um Quote, we look forward to providing the facts at the appropriate time in court. Our agency has been serving California's most vulnerable, traumatized youth for over 50 years. We have a strong track record of providing excellent care and continue to demonstrate our commitment to these children, end quote. Even though the house that these kids were sent to was from known abusers, so that means other children were Mm -hmm. abused? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. you've been doing great. You're a fucking bang-up job, Brett. Then we've got Gene Kennedy over here. He's the Senior Public Information Specialist, Community and Government Relations for Riverside County Department of Public Social Services. And he also said in a statement to people, quote, we deeply care about the safety and well-being of every single child under our care. Our hearts go out to the Turpin siblings. Any instance when a child is harmed is heartbreaking. We continue to evaluate our practices with a critical eye and are committed to understanding and addressing the root cause. This includes expanding the availability of quality and safe placements for all children in foster care. Once Riverside County receives a lawsuit, it is thoroughly reviewed to determine next steps. The county does not comment on pending legal matters or specific juvenile cases due to confidentiality laws, end quote. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you once you receive it, you're like paying attention, but it shouldn't take a lawsuit for you to be like, ah, yes, this is bad. Yeah. Like, so yeah, so at the time the suits were filed, ABC reported that four of the 13 children were still in foster care, but their attorneys later confirmed to People Magazine that the siblings are, as of right now, together and safe, and hopefully they'll stay that way. Yeah. And as we all know, that means tomorrow some big fucking news is going to come out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, That's our own curse. But I'll take it. I'll take it if these kids can get justice because this is horrific. Yeah, I th- I would say out of all of them, I think I've seen most of the information about Jordan because yes. I believe she has a TikTok. Oh, okay. Um, and there was an article on I don't know what website this is. Um, I don't know how reputable it is, but apparently um, Jordan Turpin reveals that she uh, walked into Taco Bell in the middle of the night to look for work. Oh, wow. Yes. That was uh, one article that I saw because um, she wants a job. She wants she to, wants, yeah, to that's provide what I'm for Good herself. For her. She wants a yeah. job. She wants to like, and that's the thing. Like these kids are willing to like, it's not like they're just sitting there being like, all right, money, please. Like, and they could, they've yeah. got, they've got like a thing, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand it. Like, and have you ever heard of kids that wanted to learn more? Like, I mean, they want to, like, know things. They want to be educated. They want to go to school, it sounds like. like Yeah. 
just I mean I did but it's <laughs> just ridiculous that they were put in that situation and then put right back into the situation yeah that's what really just this is already sickening but just that they it, it, it's it's like if Rapunzel or Cinderella was rescued and then their prince was like okay and here's what we're gonna do we're gonna put you we're gonna have you like cleaning the palace top to bottom or we're gonna have you locked up in a tower just in my palace like it's it's no different yeah yeah it's absolutely terrible and hopefully we can do uh an update on this case and it'll be all good news that they won their suits and and are being provided for and helped yeah and can finally normal lives like they deserve yeah um but that is our episode we'll post a bunch of information i mean there's so much information on this case that we like didn't even get to yeah um so we'll post a bunch of stuff on our social medias our website is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com and once you're there you can find the links to all of our social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter we also have a patreon that you can join for as little as a dollar as much as whatever you want and if you're at um a certain tier you get to vote on what episodes we talk about and that was this episode that was so um thank you to all of our patrons specifically i want to thank lucian i want to thank abby i want to thank travis stevie of course uh michaela we got megan kim sarah and janie and uh we cannot thank all of you guys enough um you are literally the reason we do this podcast and um we appreciate every single one of you yeah. And if you aren't a member of our Patreon, obviously you can join, but also we appreciate you uh, just as much. And you don't need to be a member of our Patreon to join our Secret Satan gift exchange, yeah. which is a Halloween version of a Secret Santa because Halloween is better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find all of the details uh, on our social media i think we have just go to our link tree and the sign up sheet is there and it's a fun time like we've had fun our listeners have had fun yeah you're gonna get paired with you're gonna get paired with another person and you're gonna send um a little gift uh to them and they're gonna send one to you and then on and on and on and we're all gonna open them when we do our halloween live stream on halloween night and it'll be a fun time yeah. Uh, homemade gifts are loved and appreciated, mm-hmm. but if uh, you can send, we're going to send you like stuff that uh, your other person likes. So if you f- uh, find something in common, maybe send them a little gift card, a little thing from Etsy, a little something. A little something, know. something. A little something, something. Yeah. We'll give you all the information uh, if you're looking to sign up. If you have any questions, message us on any of our socials. We'll get back to you. You can also email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Um, again, it's like a, a two-gal team over here. Hell so yeah. we will be getting back to you. Um, but, you know, just two of us. Just the two of us. And something, something if we try. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think 
I think that's everything. Um, it's been August, and it's we're been... headed into spooky season. So we are we are barreling through. We are. We got one more month until Spooktober, where you get two episodes a month on Tuesdays oh, and Thursdays, me. which we are not prepared for, but we <laughs> will be by the time it comes around. So. We're never prepared until like November first, which is fine. November first? Yeah. No, yeah. that time, that time, calendar Caitlin was correct. Okay, we're okay. only prepared the month after. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, all of that stuff, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Also, if you're in the New York area, Elliot's band has a show. I forget what they're called, but information is everywhere. Bye. Bye.